is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. This is Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM with me, Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining. Jazz Shapers is a place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, very luckily for you, we put someone who is shaping the world of business. We call them a business shaper. I'm really pleased to say my business shaper today is the co-founder of Cafe Nero and chairman of Talent Bank, none other than Pablo Ettinger. And Pablo has been an entrepreneur for many, many years, and you're going to be hearing all about his various journeys in various businesses. In addition to hearing from Pablo, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. Hi, my name is Andrew Goldstone, and I'm a partner in the tax group at Mishkondorea. I see all kinds of entrepreneurs and I get asked all kinds of questions. And one of those questions is, what is the difference between tax evasion, tax avoidance and legitimate tax planning? Well, there are legal niceties involved, but basically forget about tax evasion. You will go to prison if you're caught. Tax avoidance, very different thing. Something that the government thinks is morally reprehensible. Well, Some people take a different view, but I think the point is now is not the time to be engaging in aggressive tax avoidance schemes. They may not be illegal, but they are unlikely to work, and you'll end up paying very big fees, and you'll probably be turned over by the revenue. And that's the last thing you want if you've got any sort of public profile, or indeed any tax skeletons in the cupboard. This is Jazz Shapers, as I said earlier. And my business shaper today is Pablo Ettinger, co-founder of Cafe Nero. I'm sure you've heard of them. Over 800 lovely Cafe Neros around the world and quite a few in the UK as well. And chairman of Talent Bank. And Talent Bank looks at unsigned artists, brings them to light, brings them into the, the big wide world and arranges live events. Pablo, it's brilliant to have you here. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you very much. Now, you have done all sorts of things and we're going to do a little bit of going back into your dim and distant past as he rolls his eyes thinking, what's he going to ask me? Nothing too dodgy, don't worry. Tell me about um, uh, Cafe Nero, though, just a little brief thing about how this man came into your life, Jerry Ford, an American, yeah. and how you ended up opening these restaurants, or rather, sorry, what do you call them, actually? Cafes? You call them cafes, right? Yeah. Stores? Stores, usually. Stores. Yeah. How you came to open five of them in the late 90s. How does that happen to a man like you? Well, it, it, it was really by chance in a way because um i had a rather unusual career early on in my life um and ended up wandering around the desert um as an explosives expert um in the, in in libya actually i was working in in the libyan desert when was this uh well after university so that would have been 1981 2 i guess mm-hmm. um and i they they then um I, I was uh, promoted to mine clearance, which was a, a remarkable job to do for a few months, at which point I realised that this probably wasn't a great career for life. So I then, after a lot of research, ended up doing an MBA at uh, INSEAD in France, a, a great school. And it was there that I met Jer- Jerry Ford um, and we became good friends and we just stayed in contact. After INSEAD, I went off into the chemical industry. Because mm, your first degree is in physics and electronics. That's right. So I used my physics degree, um, well, as a scientist. I, I was in the chemical industry for 13 years, and he went off and became um, a venture capitalist, really. But we kept talking, and we, we, 
he he would always come with some new ideas every now and then, and we would talk them through. And one of them was coffee, and neither of us understood why there was no coffee in the UK um, at that time. There were no decent coffee bars at all. There was no decent coffee. Um, and he he was although he's American, he was brought up in Europe, so he'd seen the Starbucks explosion in America, and but he'd also experienced the the European coffee house. Um, and I was brought up in France and Germany and Austria as well as England, um, so I knew that sort of the, the, the European coffee house culture very well. And we could, we we just didn't understand why it didn't exist in England or in the UK. So we talked about this for a while, and then at, there was a point where he actually went off and found five small coffee bars for sale. Um, they were in London, um, and together with some friends. Um, we we bought those five coffee bars. And at that time, I was still running a chemical company, actually in Germany. I was working in Germany. And he just rang me up one day and, and he said, Pablo, you know about food, don't you? <laughs> that was the... And what was the honest answer? Obviously, you said yes. Well, no, I, I have two passions, sort of passions in life, hobbies, if you like. Uh, one is cooking and the other is music. And I was the only person he knew who had an MBA and knew about food. You see, sometimes these qualifications of, uh, and passions come perfectly together, and they have in this case. Stay with me for much more from Pablo Ertinger, my business shaper today, co-founder of Cafe Nero, just because he liked food and music. Um, and also, and we're coming on to this later, chairman of the Talent Bank. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday, I'm lucky, as I always say, because I meet someone who's doing something interesting, shaping the world of business, making things happen that other people wish they'd have done themselves. If you'd like to listen to any of my previous guests, I believe most of them are in iTunes, putting the words Jazz and Shapers in there. British Airways is another destination for you on the High Life channel or even uh, cityam.com. Right now, right here, it's Pablo Ettinger, and he's my business shaper, co-founder of Cafe Nero. Most of us at some point will have gone and had a cup of coffee in there and maybe more if they're feeling cheeky. Um, and also chairman of Talent Bank and a number of other things. And now that I've said it a few times, I'm going to say the number of other things. So just tell me in brief, Talent Bank, and then a little bit about the fact that you do, you have a portfolio of businesses that you're involved with. I do. I mean, I, I, I do a number of things, some of which happened by accident and some of which were by design. Um, I spent about five or six years building up a social network, um, which was called Street Life, which was uh, very successful. I mean, we ended up with close to one and a half million users around the UK. And it was a community social network. So it was about talking to your neighbours about, do you know a good plumber? You know, I've lost my cat. Have you heard about a new restaurant opening on the high street? Um, so I did that for about five or six years. Um, but we sold that last year um, to an American company. So that, that sort of went away. And that's, that gave me a bit more time to do other things. Um, and I've been a tech investor for a while, investing in tech, various different types of tech company. And some of them I sit on the board. Some of them I'm just really a passive investor. So there's sort of... Mm, a variety. And a talent bank thing, just briefly? And then we... I, I mean, I've been working in music uh, because of the Cafe Nero music programme, which I, I really developed over 18 years. Um, and you're a musician as well. And I'm, I'm a musician, uh, an amateur musician, but uh, I, I love playing blues and jazz and boogie uh, on the piano. Um, and so... The, uh, the idea came about of actually taking what, what I do at Nero, which is, is developing unsigned musicians and trying to make it, if you like, more professional and, and being able to continue the, the journey. Because obviously you get to a point where you're playing 
in the, in the coffee bars, either on the sound system or we, we put on a lot of live music as well. And we have uh, we have music showcases every month and we have a permanent stage at uh, Heath Row and we sponsor various music festivals. But there's a limit, you know, I mean, we are a coffee bar. And I just wanted to sort of really take that to the next step. Um, and then almost by chance, I, I ended up meeting um, a guy called Ray Jones who'd been running uh, Time Out events for five years. Um, amazing guy, um, a, a real extrovert, um, uh, but he loves music and he, he also loves developing unsigned musicians. So we got talking and then at the same time, by chance, I was introduced to an extraordinary guy called Mervyn Davis, um, or actually Lord Mervyn Davis, to give him his full title. Call me Lord, he says. <laughs> Don't call me Mervyn. Yes. <laughs> no, he, he's a very cool <laughs> individual. Um, I'm sure he doesn't say that. <laughs> And he loves music, absolutely loves music. And he ended up inviting me to a fundraising um, party at the Royal Academy, where he is chairman of the fundraising committee, um, as, as one is. Um, and, and it was an extraordinary party full of music um, because of his love for music. Um, and, and the special guest was, was Jamie Cullum. And halfway through the evening, Jamie's on stage with his trio, who are, who are brilliant. I, I love him, and he, his live act is extraordinary. And he said, right, who's going to join me on stage? <laughs> <laughs> so I stuck my hand up, and he, and he said, right, get up here. Um, so he allowed me to play three notes, and he started playing a, a boogie bass. And he said, right, Pablo, play those notes. And I played the three notes, and he said, that was very good. Just do it again a few times. And then, of course, I launch into a full boogie-woogie right hand and Jamie goes, wow, and carries on. And we ended up playing together for, I don't know, maybe five minutes more, maybe. Um, and, of course, the crowd couldn't believe this guy had just been pulled up and they thought it all, it was all a big fix. You know, we'd never played together before. Um, I mean, it's obvious to me that, that you've, your eyes light up when you talk about music, and it's often the case with people's passions. You've managed to craft out a life of fun and joy where you're doing lots of different things. Is it really important to you that you've, intelligently pursued those passions because those the, the non-exec piece is tricky but you obviously like the variety i like the variety um i'm i think i i'm probably quite good at a lot of different things i might not be the best in the world at anything but i i can you know food music business what a, you know i can turn my hand to a number of things and i like doing that and, and I you, like don't feel over, you don't feel overwhelmed either you quite it's the opposite is it um, looks to me I, you know, I'm reasonably well organised. At times, it does become crazy, mm. um, and I think my brain <laughs> is a bit over overwhelmed um, at times. But um, but I, I love the creativity of doing different things and 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 you know, working with people who are creative and building businesses. I mean, it's really about building businesses. That's the thing I, I, I really enjoy. Pablo Ettinger is my business shaper just for a few more minutes. I hope you will make maximum use of them. I'm sure there's a book in there somewhere. We were talking earlier about Talent Bank, um, and you talked about the Lord, who never likes to be called the Lord, and then we talked about playing Plinky Plonk with Jamie Cullum. And finish the story for me so we know actually what happened next and how Talent Bank came to being. So I, I came off the stage um, having played with Jamie, and um, Mervyn was standing there just looking at me completely bemused. And uh, he, he, he doesn't often lose control of anything, I guess, but I suppose he lost control of his party for a bit. And he said, Pablo, that was unbelievable. You and I, we are going to work together. And he said, come and see me in a week with a plan. And that was it. And a week later, I was sitting in his office with, with Ray Jones, and we had 
worked up on the back of an envelope, a, a, a music business plan. And he asked us various questions. He came up with some good ideas as well. And half an hour later, we walked out and we had a business. And how is that business going? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty new still. It's very, very new. But, I mean, it, it's taken off, um, like, really taken off well. We, we had a big sort of opening party um, in, in January for oh, 600 people. Um, and we presented about six of our acts. So we, we have a roster of uh, about 50 uh, musicians, uh, classical, pop, rock, a um, couple of jazz, sort of quite broad genre. Um, and we put six of our musicians on to the stage to sort of show off, show them off. And as a result of that, we started getting bookings. And then Ray has an incredible network in London. Um, so we've already put on, I don't know, 15 or 20 gigs, I guess, which is extraordinary. Um, and a lot more coming through. And now we're about to start uh, promoting our own um, mm. gigs as well, which is very exciting. You mentioned earlier the fun of, of the, the variety is one thing, but it's building businesses that really gives you the buzz. How important is the money? You don't look very driven by money as a human being, and I don't, I don't know you, but it's just a sense that you, it's a nice byproduct for you, but nothing more than that? Or is that under-egging it? No, no. I mean, money is not important, other than you have to eat and you need a, a roof over your head. But, you know, I don't need that 80-metre yacht um, and never have, and I don't really care about it, and I don't care about cars and all those things that seem to go around... Um, people have a lot of money. It might be important to them. You know, I, I just enjoy working with great people and, and building businesses. And obviously, you have to make money in order to continue the business. Um, at some point, you have to make a profit and um, you put it back into the business and continue to grow it. I mean, that's the way, you know, we did Nero. We've never taken anything out. It's always gone back into the business to, to build. Because again, it went, we did, what we did says it went private again, didn't it? It, it went private and we put all the money back in to build up the network. And Talent Bank will be the same. You know, every, if, if we probably won't make any money for a year, I guess. But, mm. you know, what, when we do start to make money, it, it will go back in and we can put it back into the musicians and in, into helping them. And that's obviously building the business as well. So it's a win-win. Just on the Cafe Nero thing, 650 roughly stores in the UK, around yep. 850 globally. Yep. It's in, in north of £250 million business. Yep. Where can a business like that go now? Because the, the, it is ferocious out there. I mean, we any of us walk past, uh, you know, gone on a high street pretty much anywhere in, in the UK and further afield, there's at least five coffee shops. So what can you? what is Cafe Nero trying to do in a nutshell to differentiate itself? Well, we've always felt that we were differentiated in the UK because of our coffee quality and, and the, the, the premium nature of, of the brand and, and the design, the, the ambiance, really, of the shops, which is partly music, of course. So we, we feel that we do have an edge there. Um, and we, you know, we're building um, uh, internationally as well. You know, so we're, we're in eight countries and we're, we're growing fast in, in the USA. We're growing fast in Poland. Um, in Turkey, you know, a number of countries. So the UK is is certainly coming towards the end of a very fast growth, market growth. And, and, and you know, every high street now has one or two coffee shops. Clearly, they're the limit to what you can do. But there are still some high streets out there which um, need a decent coffee shop. It's not finished yet. <laughs> You're still searching. I love it. There's a few more high there streets are. left. I love that. There the are. glint in his eye. Yeah, well, I, you know, there's got to be a few more places, and I'm sure we'll find a place and we'll put another lovely cafe near a place in the uh, shop in there. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Condorea. It's business, but it's personal.